Welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, the Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators just like me. Hope you enjoy the show. Brokers, are you looking for the best resources to succeed? The AIM member portal is your one-stop destination for everything you need. Submit and track AIM escalations for high-level loan issues, join the referral list, change AEs, and obtain exclusive discounts. And you'll have access to over 50 AIM lenders and vendors. Don't wait. Sign up today at brokersarebetter.com. Welcome back, everyone, to another Broker to Broker podcast of Season 3. My name is Mark Summers. I am broker owner of Priority Mortgage Lending along with uh, President of AIM. So more than happy to be here. Always get excited about these. I've, uh, you know, if you've ever heard me speak, I always brag about these Broker to Brokers because not only because... I get to meet really cool people, but at the same time, I get a little selfish with this, and I'm going to get a little selfish with uh, with our guest today because I know he's got a wealth of knowledge, and it's going to help my business. It's going to help everyone. So today, I'm going to be interviewing the president and CEO of Rightway Lending, Rami Daoud. Rami, thanks for joining us today. Uh, Mark, thank you so much for having me, man. I really appreciate it. It's, uh, it's an honor to be here. Yeah, so so just so everyone knows, as I'm going through the, uh, we, we do a little content brief as I'm going through it, me and Rami are basically neighbors in Michigan, and I didn't even know it. So we'll we'll have to get together. But today's all about you. Today's about giving back to the community like you've always done for us before. Um, we're going to go over a lot of different things today. But first, give us your background. Uh, how did you get started in this business? I th- you, you went from retail to, to wholesale, right? Yeah, yep. So, so give, us, give us the whole kit caboodle here. For sure. In 2013, I was uh, w- on, on the retail channel. And, uh, you know, I did fairly well uh, from then to about 2000 and 2000, just last year, 2020. You know, I, I spent all that time uh, on the retail side and, um, you know, I did, I became, you know, founders and triple crown and everything on, on that side of, uh, of defense. And after realizing that, you know, brokers weren't really the, the, the bad guys, I guess, when we were comparing it loan estimates and whatnot is when I realized uh, that I wanted to take that leap of faith and and join the broker side here. So it was actually a buddy of mine that was looking to purchase a home that I wasn't able to help uh, because I didn't believe that what they were putting together on the broker side was, was uh, something that was realistic. And sure enough is what he closed on. So that's when I took a deeper dive into it and kind of, you know, it was a, a reality check at the least. Yeah, Robbie, go ahead. Tell us where you came from. It's okay. Where this is a this is a safe place now. Yeah, um, I came from uh, Rocket, so you know I was with Rocket Mortgage, and I I just felt like you know it, it was a good start for me, and you know they they uh, you know they provided you know well I worked for it right. Nobody just kind of handed me anything, but at the end of the day, what what my clients got was not a good deal. It was just a good salesman. Right. So uh, that's kind of how that went. It, that's to my belief. Now that I know what it's like on the other side, that's really what they got. Yeah. And the only reason why I brought that up is obviously it's not to embarrass you by any means. I mean, it, it, it listen, if you want to get in that business, I, I trust me in our area, a lot of people do it, but it's just to let people know that kind of what they're going up against constantly. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. you, you've been on both sides of it. And just like you said, you know, it wasn't a good deal. It was a good salesman. You know, and mm-hmm. I think people have to realize that when they go up to them. And you, you, and you were part of the Triple Crown Presidents Club there, right? So you, you were a big hitter. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I was, uh, you know, 
there were times, you know, month in, month out, I was originating over 100 loans, 100 families helped in a month, you know. So um, I was competing with some of the people that I looked up to my whole career there, you know, that I never thought I would be. But, I mean, it's, it's what you put in is what you get out. But as soon as you stop is when it all, you know, goes away with, on, on the retail side. But when you're a broker owner, like I am now, like, for instance, I'm, I'm leaving for Miami here in a week, but business still is going to go on, you know, whether that's, yeah. those are my clients that I'm just going to be communicating with, um, or if it's going to be my team members that are going to be, you know, helping different families. So. Well, speaking of Miami, um, we were just in Miami, Aim was in Miami and you won something there. What'd you win? Uh, the visionary award. Yeah. So yes. that was an amazing, that was an amazing time. Yeah, no, Miami, Miami was a great time. You're obviously well-deserving winner. There's so many people that we wish we could have given awards to as well, but we'll have it again. Um, but tell, tell me, okay, so I always brag about our events and a lot of people, you know, a lot of people go to our events and there's a lot of people that don't. So was that the first event you've ever been to? Yeah. So tell, yeah. tell, tell everyone a little bit about it. What did you like about it? I love the fact that you got to kind of, you know, mingle with everybody around you, uh, which are in the same field as you and kind of gain that knowledge and share that contact information and figure out what somebody's doing good that maybe you're struggling with or, you know, any, any type of feedback that they can give you on your business that you can implement. Um, just kind of getting to know the people and the experience was just unreal. I mean, from start to finish, really, uh, you know, with Katie speaking, with you taking the stage, with Matt taking the stage, the whole nine yards. I mean, you just can't beat it, especially it's a sunshine state. I mean, we're here. It's April, and we're still, you know, just about April, and we're still getting snow. So yeah, snow out on my porch right now. Today's episode is sponsored by HomePoint. HomePoint is built for brokers like you. While most mortgage lenders are focused on winning the initial transaction by touting rate and convenience, HomePoint does that and more, taking a holistic, long-term approach to its partnership and customer service. They are evolving the mortgage experience by putting people and partnerships first and delivering the customized support you need to grow your business and wow your clients. Find out why there's no place like HomePoint. Get connected today by logging into the AIM member portal at brokersarebetter.com. NMLS 7706. Yeah, no, I always tell everyone our events is, yes, we put good content out there. Yes, the lenders usually throw great after parties. But uh, with that being said, it's, it's, it's the people that you get to meet. You know, And you can hear people say, oh, I have a CRM and this is why I use it. But when you can really meet them and feel them, you know, about how, how they, how they're passionate about what we do, it takes it to a whole new level. Yeah, definitely. It definitely does. I thought, I thought that was a, a great experience at the end of the day. Yep. So perfect. All right. So let's go back to your, let's go back to your shop. So you opened up your shop in last year, 2021. 2021. So give me the little dynamics on it. What, uh, what does your staff look like right now? So right now we're up to a few bankers, uh, a few loan officers, excuse me. And uh, <laughs> the uh, shop is about 2,300 square feet. You know, I've got all my quotes that I've put up around the, around, I don't know if you can see any in the background, but I can see probably some. Can't, probably can't read them. <laughs> um, and, you know, I started it back in October. October 4th, actually, I left from Rocket. And by like the 29th, I think everything was kind of up and running. Uh, where we were just working on referral-based business, you know. From that point to about January 15th, 
uh, once I kind of kicked in some different types of lead flow and triggers and whatnot. So uh, right now, the goal is to be at 20 loan officers by the end of this year. Uh, and we've got probably a couple more starting here, hopefully in April, like mid-April. So we'll be at five loan officers plus myself. We'll be at six. Okay. Well, when you were with, uh, when you were with retail, I mean, we always talk about this. They didn't have as many products. I mean, are, did you expand your, your products that, that you brought on? Yeah. Especially like just recently with the bank statement loans that we're doing now, um, that's, that's opened up like a whole new channel of business. Like I had a client just the other day that was just like, Hey, you can't help me. Like I got special needs right now on what I actually would qualify for. And I just kind of stopped him right in his tracks. And it was like the second day that this had rolled out. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I'm, I'm used to helping clients like that, you know, on a regular basis, uh, just kind of figuring, being a problem solver at the end of the day and figuring out a way. And, you know, he, he was like, I only can qualify for bank statement loans. And this guy gets like two to $300,000 deposited in his bank account. And like, oh. he's literally right up the road in Shelby Township too. How convenient, right? So <laughs> he popped in and said hi to me and like, we're going to be working on his loan, you know? So things like that, the, the investor loan, that's pretty cool. That just got rolled out as well. Um, and the pricing is just like way different. What I used to sell on the retail side in a very good market is what I'm selling now, like as far as Costco, uh, you know, in, in a, a rising market, right? So like the high sales that, I, that the high cost that I was used to selling, though the market's changing now is what I'm still used to selling. So it kind of doesn't really change for people that are coming from retail to wholesale. Yeah, you guys were definitely behind the eight ball, and we've been we've been preaching that for the longest time as brokers. But Dude, uh, no, no, that, I now that thought you... that that was the lie, I swear. That's that's so. What is the lie? Tell us. I I want you to tell us like, what are these retail people saying about brokers that once you got over here, I want to hear this. What was the lie? Yeah, it was um, what you get up front. You know what we're what you're proposed is not what you're going to close on. Um, so that was like a, a huge one, right? It's it's not true. Don't be, don't believe everything that you hear. This is just a little company, you know. Like the, um, this was just like a little a, a little a little branch. There's nothing that they're gonna do that's gonna be able to compete with us. We're, you know, such a big box lender, right? And um, essentially, being brainwashed at the end of the day is really what it was because we're just being told what we're being told, you know, to extend out to the client at the end of the day. Um, and it, it's just like, I didn't even know how to, most of the time, like I didn't even know what to say that when I was competing against the broker, I'm not, I'm not going to lie because your guys' rates and everything were just so off the charts. It was just like unrealistic. Like we would have to literally do that loan for free to be able to come up with what you guys were coming up with every time I came up against loan estimates. So I'd just be like, yeah, I mean, okay. At the end of the day, when it would like, you know, three, four ARPs, like you're not going to get them. Like, let's move on. And yeah. sure enough, they would close on it. So. See, that's, that's awesome. I, I love hearing that because you hear so many different things out there about like what's being said, but I mean, you're living it. So, I mean, you're, you're living proof of, of what was being said and what the, what the fallacies were. Yeah. I mean, another thing too, uh, I, I got to tell you guys, it's really day and night with 
being on both sides of the fence because I know for sure, for a fact, with all of the millions that I made the company, um, you know, throughout my career there. But at the end of the day, no matter how I left, and I left on a very good note, you're just a number. Just remember that you are just a number there. On this side of the fence, I swear the client experience and the level of care is just, it's second to none. You know, yeah. and that, that's one of the true things that I've learned, you know, coming from one side to another. Well, wouldn't it be safe to say not only are you a number as an LO, all of your clients were numbers as well? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, we all yeah. know this. When 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 you're a broker and you get some clients, I mean, they they become friends, they become confidants. I mean, they they really become part of your, your little family. That's a great point. That really is a great point because um, I can attest to that. You know, it, with my clients now, like there are still clients that I still communicate with that I closed, you know, which wasn't that long ago, but still in December, you know, January, that's still quite a time, quite a bit ago, you know, for me to just kind of continue to reach out and see how about that. Um, so, yeah, I definitely agree with you. Like there's clients that as soon as they close, like I'll send them a gift, um, you know, UWM will send them a gift, a personalized gift. Like the other day I had this lady tell me about her, her cat had passed away, you know? So like I sent her like a little memorabilia about with, with a picture of her cat cause she had texted it, you know? So like the level of care all the way around, you're absolutely right. Is, is, is way different. That's awesome. I love it. Well, let's uh, okay. Now that we, now that we got those, uh, those, those fallacies out there, those untruths about brokers, which we all know, but we love hearing it from you. Let's get back to your business. So when you, when you hopped in, I assume your, your tech stack isn't the, the largest right now, or maybe it is. I'm, I don't know. How did you decide on your tech stack and what is your tech stack? I mean, coming into it, I, I assume that, you know, Quicken probably had their own, well, I know they have all of their own stuff. Like, how did you decide what, what to use? Yeah. So I got hooked up with one person through UWM and literally that person just kind of like made it so simple for me where it was just like steps that I took and it was just like an arrow that pointed at another arrow and this person guided me to that person and you know so on and so forth and um, as far as like really what I used the most of and it's kind of actually all that I use is Blink Plus like Blink is just to me unreal I, I, I absolutely love it from pulling credit to starting the application taking it and then just transfer it over to the actual UWM. Uh, I think that that's the best. I use phone burner for my like dialer that I use. Uh, but what I do is I actually just use my um, my actual cell phone um, that I when I like have it for like my caller ID my caller ID to populate which number comes up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I use that, and I think I feel like that works great for you know everybody in in the surrounding Metro Detroit area because they always take the call. Um, and then as far as, uh, I mean, really those were the two things. Experian is who I get my lead flow from, um, credit triggers, 700 plus credit scores, you know, 300,000 plus, uh, uh, loan amounts. And, um, that's pretty much the systems that I'm using. I mean, it's, it's pretty cut and dry. It's pretty simple. And I try yeah, to no. keep it as simple as, as humanly possible. 
Simple, simple is good. Simple is mm-hmm. like, trust me, I, if, you, if you ever listen to these podcasts, I always say, man, sometimes simplest is the best way. Yeah, I, I have Arrive as well. Um, and, and Arrive works great. It, it does. It allows you to kind of search through the whole engine of, uh, of Lender to see what's going to be the best for that specific client. So I use that from time to time as well. But, you know, anytime it's, it's that 700 plus client, you know, I, I'll usually go one way. Gotcha. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's change gears here. You know, we, we all know what kind of market we're in right now. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, just, if you, if you're just on brokers or better Facebook group page, there's a lot of people freaking out and they listen, I'm telling you, I get it. It's just, it's just a different business now that that's all it is. Uh, I look at it this way, Rami and back me up on this one a little bit. If, if I was competing against your retail wise, I mean, right now the broker channel is a little over twenty percent of the entire market. So the rest, the the rest of everything is going to retail. That's eighty percent. If we already are given better rates and better service, lower closing costs, like we should actually feel really confident going into these, wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, I I think that it's the it's you selling yourself at the end of the day. It's, it's really what it's going to come down to. And what steps are you taking to generate that business? You know, because yep. really, if you real talk, if you're just going to sit there and dial all day, you know, you're probably not going to find that much success. Not as much as anybody that's going to be out there, you know, in the trenches and making those, building those relationships with yep. real owners. I, I agree. And a lot of that is just learning how to, you know, have the right conversations with the right people and know how to conversate. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So, so what, what would be some, some pieces of advice that you could give everyone to talk about? Like, all right. So if you're going after a consumer or a real estate agent or divide it up, I don't care. So are you going after real estate agents right now? Let me just start out there. Yeah. Okay. So yep. what are those conversations you're having? Are they just pick up the phone? What are you doing? No, I actually had put together a script, you know, not too long ago. And um, that's kind of what I'm going off of. And this is what I found some success with. And, you know, it was, it goes something along the lines of like, hey, I'm, my name is Rami Dawood. Like, I'm a local broker owner here in your area. Um, I know I'm catching a little bit off guard. I'm, I won't take up a lot of your time. I'm just reaching out to you. And, you know, I, I'm just reaching out to you and, and reference some feedback that I want to get out of you, you know. And then when they hear that, they kind of stop and they're like, what's going on? Like, what feedback are you looking for? You know, and I just straight up tell them like, hey, what are you looking for in a loan officer when you're, when you're working with them? Like when you're referring your business out to your loan officer or your broker owners or whoever it is, like what type of qualities are you looking for? You know, um, maybe is it somebody that's like very communicating with you throughout the entire process that communicates very well with you? Um, like what are those qualities? And then just sit there and listen and let them open up to you, you know, and then take it one step at a time from there. Like the other day I had some, some lady that picked up the phone and she like just literally started to vent and she was just like and it's funny because i swear i'm not making this up but she was like yeah you know i was working with like rocket and like my banker never calls me and like so on which is very unlikely by the way just for the record (laughs) but it just so happened that she mentioned the name and um you know i kind of was like hey well you know i don't work on hours um i work on results so just whatever you need like the next time you have a problem like that Think of me when you think of that, you know, um, so or anybody that's maybe just needs a little bit more um, a pre-qualification for a little bit more, 
you know, somebody isn't able to get, get you that. Whatever it is, like, just let me know. And then they'll open up again and just kind of have that, uh, that, that line of contact open with them throughout the week ahead, two weeks ahead, so they're not forgetting about you. And sure enough, you know, you'll get a deal or two. Now, with you, obviously, with your newer broker shop, you're probably making quite a few of these calls and whatnot. What's the what's the number one objection or what's the number one thing that realtors right now in this market are saying they're looking for? What they're looking for? Yeah, out of out of a broker. Yes. Yeah, some honestly, it's every time almost, it's somebody that communicates well. So it is that, communication. Hundred percent. Almost every single time that's that's I don't think I've gotten any other objection than communication. You know? Communication is really the key standard in this. Interesting. See, and, and it's, I don't know, that's so simple to me. Once again, that's just simple. Just stay in contact with them. Even if you don't have news, just let them know. I'm here if you need anything. Yeah. This is where we stand, time frame wise. S- Saturday and Sundays, and, you know, sometimes on Fridays, if I get a little bit ahead of the curve, what I'll do is like all the realtors that I know, I'll just be like, hey, like, do you have any open houses this weekend? Or, you know, try to gauge how that's looking. If they get you a time frame, take it, and maybe you got another slot that's open. Do you have another, you know, do you have a, an open house that's open or th- that you're showing and whatnot? Um, do you need any pre-approvals? Like just out of nowhere, just randomly hit them up and just, they can ex- almost expect that at this point that every week, that's what I'm going to be doing. Yeah. That opens up the, the lines of communication. So, all right. What's the different talk with consumers? How are you speaking to consumers in this market right now? Um, and in this market, I'm just straight up telling them that it, my pricing is going to be whoever you want, bring me the loan estimates and, I almost advise my clients to shop me because I know that they're not going to come up with what I'm giving them. Um, so rates, as far as rates go, I, I also try to build that relationship with my client as well at the end of the day, of course, and trying to figure out what their true intentions are, what their goals are around this home. You know, like if this is truly going to be your forever home, yeah, let's go ahead. Let's take it. Let's take it down another notch on the rate because you're probably not going to get this rate for quite a long time at this point. You know, they just kind of continue to rise. So I just try to get to know my clients and, and really just try to gauge exactly what they're looking for and tailor that program around them specifically. Absolutely. If they're, if they're telling me they've got a, a little bit less in funds to, for cash to close and they're looking to put down 3%, well, you're probably not going to get, you know, a, a 4% right now in this market. You know, you're probably going to go with a 5% because that's right around where the zero point rate is at, you know. So we're trying to minimize that and make it an objection for them. I'm not going to, you know, present them something that sounds amazing, but it's not something that they can't bring to close. Yep. How, how important is it to know your local market? I think it's very important. I think it's very important to know your local market, especially with like me, you know, I'm, I'm Middle Eastern and like a lot of the people in this area specifically in the Metro Detroit are Middle Eastern. So I can speak both languages, you know, and getting that, what they're what information they're trying to relay out to me uh, and doing it in their own language is a lot easier for them so i, I feel like i've got a leg up um, but absolutely like the people around the businesses around you walking into those places and trying to earn their business and like maybe telling them you know everybody in your branch here for this homeowner's insurance office or this realtor like giving them special pricing or something along the lines of that, you know, an incentive, like at the end of the day, you know, if you're acquiring another three, four out of one, 
place that you walked into, I mean, you're still generating business. So I think it's absolutely important to know your local area. I love it. Not even know your local area, but now one of the things that, uh, you know, we've been, hell, I've only been preaching for years now. Um, and a lot of people have as well, which, which I'm glad about is knowing your local market, but also being able to educate them, right? Like we, we, we are, we're the experts, right? We probably see more than most, uh, you know, and we have this ability, this uncanny ability to educate people, whether or not you're going to get a deal about it. So how do you help the consumers as like an advisor? Um, so showing them that mathematically this or that makes more sense, you know, and I'll actually sit down and break it down to them. And if they're on an amortization schedule, if they want to see it that way, or if they want to see it through just their goals, because there's, I feel like there's two different ways of doing it. Um, so if they're telling me that they're going to be here for only the next five years, but they still want to have the lowest interest rate possible. And I just show them like, Hey, like, you're not going to pay this back by the time that you move out in the next five years. So why are we doing that type of thing? You know, so that's kind of one of the ways that I will, uh, I'll explain to my clients of what makes more sense and what doesn't. And it's important to be an advisor with that because a lot of people just think low rate, low rate, low rate. And that that's it where, you know, a lot of times, you know, I know, I know Barry with MBS highway, he has some tools that show you your overall, you know, net worth. If you do this, this, that, you know, and, and look at your total financial situation, not just what's the lowest interest rate. Now, with some people, lowest interest rates is best for them. A lot of other people, it's not. Most people, I don't think that it is because I feel like the average consumer will refinance their home between four and seven years, you know, let alone move out within that four or seven years as well. Because, you know, some folks are younger like I am and they've got a growing family, you know, and, and things of that nature. So they're looking to relocate at that point. So. Yeah I, yeah, I absolutely believe that majority of the time, the lowest rate doesn't mean that it always makes the most financial sense. Yep. It's use that home as an investment vehicle. That's, yeah. that's what you, that's what you got to do. That's what's going to get you ahead of the game. So Rami, okay, listen, listen, my man, you, you've been absolutely phenomenal today. I love the fact that you're basically my neighbor and I didn't even know that till this morning. Yeah, stop by. But, oh, heck yeah. I'm going to. Uh, with, with that being said, I always like to close these out, especially with you. I mean, you, you have a unique situation here with just switching over from retail um, over to wholesale, starting your own business, growing your team. Um, I know you're going to be at Fuse because I'm telling you, you got to be at Fuse this year. Uh, but with that, <laughs> with that being said, you know, I, I want to pretend you have the stage right now. Um, what, what piece of advice would you love to give to the community right now? I would love to give the community the piece of advice to actually implement what you hear on the podcast that, you know, we, we go through day in and day out, you know, uh, because I feel like a lot of people will like listen to them. Right. And then sometimes not always follow up with them and, you know, bring them into their business, implement it into their business. So I really believe that the best advice that I can give is like, a lot of things that we're hearing at these events and whoever it's from and doing the podcast, like take a second, slow down. I know it, it, it sucks. You, everybody wants to kind of go, 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 but just slow down a little bit and just implement these things that you're learning throughout the, you know, some of the greatest that you, you're, you're, you're listening out for right. Listening to. So that's probably my best advice. That's going to maybe help those 
people that, you know, we're all going to need it at the end of the day. We're all going to need it when, uh, we're, when we go through this market. So that's one thing that I'm working on myself. It's just kind of making sure that I'm taking it in, taking notes and then implementing them. Implementation is one of the biggest things we all have these great ideas. And when we do these podcasts, you know, like I'm always looking for like at least one nugget is what I call it. Like one, mm-hmm. one takeaway that I can get, but then you're absolutely right. It's a great idea. Right. But then we have to implement it. And that's so important, especially in this changing market. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. So, well, Rami, listen, my man, thank you so much. I appreciate all of your time. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to stop by your shop. I love stopping by people's shops. It's it's fun to me just to kind of see what everyone else is doing. So I'll make sure I take a look. I'll make sure I take a look at those quotes in the back because I can barely read them from here. But uh, no, I just, I just appreciate your time and appreciate all of your insights. You're most welcome. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. I look forward to having you and uh, we'll see you in Vegas. Absolutely. So brokers, if you want to get caught up on all of our past podcast episodes, please head over to aimgroup.com backslash broker to broker. You can also listen to all the Broker to Broker podcast episodes on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere else where you can listen to podcasts. Do me a favor, subscribe, rate our podcast, and leave a review. It helps us get the podcast out there and spread the word that brokers are better. And, Rami, welcome to the Broker family, man. We we absolutely love you. Pleasure is mine, my man. Thank you so right, much. Have a, have a good day. You too. Make it a great one. Do you love our podcast but want more content? Subscribe to AIM National on YouTube. You'll find updates on AIM initiatives and highlights of our events, and you'll get access to our free library of helpful how-to videos.